Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo for ASI, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Nate Kuzma, ASI's Senior Executive Director of Research and Corporate Marketing. We have good news to discuss. In 2022, promo distributors collectively increased sales 11.4% year over year to $25.8 billion. That's according to ASI Research. The top-line sales tally matched the all-time industry revenue record, which was set in 2019, the last full pre-COVID year. Today, Nate and I are going to delve into things like what drove the impressive increase, how distributors of different revenue sizes fared, top markets, industry confidence, and what may lie ahead for 2023. If you're watching this live, please weigh in with questions and comments. Just type them in the comment box and we'll see them. Nate, thanks for being with me today. Happy to be here, Christopher. All right, so let's get right into the factors that drove the growth. So what are they? What are those factors that 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 drove our big return to growth in 2022? Yeah, I mean, they've been they've been coming since the end of co- the end of COVID, right? Whenever the end of COVID actually is. But they've been coming since the peak of COVID. It's been the return of live events and the, and the return of just these large gatherings of people, whether whether it's trade shows, concerts, sporting events. I mean, they went down to zero, right? For the better part of uh, 2020. And then they came back in 21 and 22. I don't know about you, but they're back full time so much so that I'm actually hoping for a little bit of a break once in a while. Um, that and let's be honest, it's inflation too, right? Yeah. So you have you have this rebirth of the you know industries that really drive our business. Mm-hmm. But then you also have inflation, which is, you know, depending on the product, 8, 10, 12%. So that's also helping up. So even though I don't know that Business is back in terms of like the raw number of orders mm-hmm. that distributors may be seeing as they did back in 2019. There's certainly increases in other areas that are making up for that so much so that we now are back at the same identical you know, sales number that we were at in 2019. Right. Some, some really important uh, points you made there. I think um, so, some, sometimes there might be a, a perception that yeah, it's a great it's a great sales number, but inflation's really what drove it, right? And then there's and, and then there's some who might perceive that oh, you know, like like it was just a massively robust sales year, and and it kind of I, I, both both are true to an extent, right? In inflation yeah. certainly played its role, but it, this wasn't just a, 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 an increase predicated on in, inflation. There was actually a significant sure. uptick in demand as well. So it was both those factors. Yeah, let's be honest here. Like I, I always like I, I get into this, you know, discussion with members of at ASI and members, you know, that are not ASI when we're talking about sales, right? Sales are what they are. And profit margins are what they are. And what we've seen is profit margins stay the same, right? So no matter what, for whatever reason, sales are increasing, whether it's like you know, organic growth, like new, new clients, what have you or it's price growth, right? That still equates to the same level, uh, uh, the same sales, the same the sales are accurate and the same level of profits. So there's no, I don't think there's any harm in saying, oh, oh my God, you know, price, you know, sales went up and it was due in part to inflation. I think that that's fine. You know, this industry used to be one and I don't, ha- and I'm not going back long here, right? I'm going back pre-COVID where I'd be talking to our members at our shows and they would say, well, I can't raise the cost of a pen mm-hmm that costs 50 cents by five cents. Cause then my you know, client will go out and find some, somebody else to give it to him for that same price that I'm now raising the price on. Those days are gone, mm-hmm. right? People, it's not that people are on price conscious, but they are much, much more willing to accept high prices. And I've heard leading people in our industry say within the last year, if you're not raising your prices now, you're missing out. 
you have a chance to do it right now and kind of recalibrate and reset the market. And I think we've seen that a lot in our industry. We've seen that all, all throughout America and all throughout the world pretty much, right? But yeah. that's actually happened. So that is also, you know, so I don't think there's anything negative about that. I think that's a positive actually in that we're no longer so sensitive to a 1% increase in sales or anything like that, which I think we happened in the past. Got it. All right. Great, great points. So let's move on to this, um, to this next question here. And that's, um, you know, we, we talk about that top line you, you number is, is, is impressive and exciting, but we also want to know, you know, was that concentrated with just a few dis huge distributorships really, really driving things or was it more widespread? And I think your your the research that that you spearheaded had some interesting findings on that. So my, my question would be, what percentage of distributors actually increased sales in in 2022, and kind of what does that say about the overall strength of our industry? Yeah, so just about 60 percent did, which is a really high number if you think about year over year. I mean, there's so many factors, right, that can play into whether or not a distributor gains or loses business over the course of a year. You know, if their biggest client goes out of business, if all of a sudden somebody on their team leaves and they can't keep it up. I mean, let's be honest, there were challenges to this this past year with getting orders in and getting, mm -hmm. getting inventory. So with all of that said, just under 60 percent, 59 percent said that they increased um, sales in 2022 over 2021, which in 2021 was a very strong bounce back year mm -hmm. from COVID. And the increases were very much, you know, I don't want to say like completely even, right? But yeah. when you look at different distributor sizes, if you're talking about the smallest distributors, those that sell 50,000, 100,000 mm -hmm. versus those that are selling five or 10 million, all of the, everybody saw an increase in sales this year. Mm -hmm. um, and if you made over a quarter million dollars a year in sales, in sales, mm -hmm. not profit, in sales on average, you saw about the same level of increase, which was about 11 to 12%. Right, so that's, that's unusual. We don't always see that, right? Normally, and what we've seen in the past years is the smallest companies are the ones that have tend to have the lowest sales growth and the biggest ones, the, you know, and that, that's just sort of the way that business goes economies of scale point of view, right? But mm -hmm. The ones that are, that are 5 million, $10 million or more, they're the ones that have the sharpest sales increase, sort of like a, you know, a pyramid, mm -hmm. but that we're not seeing that right now. What we're seeing is that everybody is growing, which is, I mean, from my point of view, in, extremely encouraging for our industry. Yeah, it's it, and that and that's the big top line takeaway there that this was not, you know, a few mega corporations dri driving, you know, that did billions upon billions upon billions. Although there were, um, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, companies that did crack a, a billion dollars for the first time on the distributor side, but um, it, it really was that that companies at all at all pyramids of the industry drove an increase last year were able to respond to and meet the demand for promotional products that that were out there and were able as you pointed out earlier to successfully raise prices which was necessary to do in an, in an inflationary environment so when we say collective sales increase it really was a collective sales increase or a collective success for the industry in it was absolutely i mean you had a lot of if you want to if you go back right in 2020 the industry fell by 20 percent mm -hmm. that's such an understatement though Right, because the another twenty percent was made up by PPE, which is yep. gone from our market. So not only did so, if you want to, if you really start figuring this out, right, the industry went from twenty five point eight ish billion dollars in sales in twenty nineteen mm -hmm. down to around sixteen billion in promo sales. And that's yeah, that's if you remove the PPE, right? If you yeah, remove the PPE. So we rebounded, we it was 25.816, and then two years later, you're back at 25.8. That's a huge, I mean, you want to talk about like a, you know, a rubber band snapping back. That's what happened here. It, in 
a manner of that I think was much, much faster than I certainly anticipated. Not speaking for anybody else, but for me personally, who has been doing this now for coming up on a decade, mm-hmm. very, very surprising. Yeah, it's um, I, I, I think we felt as we were seeing the quarterly numbers come in through the year that it was going to be a strong year. Did we feel it would get to that all time record level? Uh, pr- probably not. I mean, there was pro- there were some there was a few I think who who maybe were extremely optimistic yeah. that it would, and they turned out to be correct. But I think by and large, every, most folks I spoke with throughout the year in the industry did not feel that we'd get to that record number. We did, so it's a it's a remarkable achievement. I do want to ask you another question though related to um, it's a bit similar to the last, but mm-hmm. um, you know how how did distributors of different revenue sizes fare? And what I what I you, you mentioned that you know there was roughly same percentages of growth, but I'm talking about in terms of how many. So um, I, I pulled a stat out and I think it was about six and 10 medium side distributors. And we, we classify those as like 250,000 mm-hmm. a year in revenue to a million increased sales in 2022. So that's a really nice illustrative number, 63%. Do you remember what some of the other percentages were like total yeah. percentage of distributors that actually increased sales? Yeah. Those that were, that were above that, they were about 70%. Right. So they were they were a little bit higher than that. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of a mix. And those that were lower were right around fifty percent, right? Okay. So that's where you see a little bit of a difference, and that sort of you know works itself out in the numbers in terms of mm-hmm. the overall percentage of sales, mm-hmm. right? That the percentage of sales growth from year to year. But overall, distributors of all sizes were fifty percent were saying at the smallest end that they mm-hmm. increased sales, and that's not to say right that the other fifty percent had decreased sales. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. What it's saying is about a quarter and a quarter said that they had either decreased or were about the same, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, distributors have a way of tendency of saying, yeah, if it's within one or two or 3%, it's about the same. And I think that's kind of what you see here, mm-hmm. but uh, on, on either side, by the way, positive yeah. or negative. So about a quarter had, you know, maintained a level of sales, which, and again, it was challenging. In some years, that's actually not a bad thing. Yeah. But, but they have about a half of the uh, smallest distributors out there raised their sales as well. It was pretty encouraging. Uh, yeah, t- totally. And a uh, great point there on when we talked about about six and 10 or 60 percent of distributors overall increasing sales in 2022, there was another 22 percent who said that they were about steady. So you're you're talking about basically over 80 percent saying that they were they were up or steady in 2022. Right. So Again, just emphasizing the point that it was really a strong year across the board for companies of all sizes in our in our industry. Now, um, we, of course, like to look at things like what happened in the most recently preceding quarter to get a, somewhat of a sense on where we might stand now. So Q4, in some respects, was was especially impressive when it came to the percentage of distributors that increased sales. Can you talk about that a little bit, just um, what that percentage was and then, you know, what drove that performance? Yeah, sure. So, like, overall, I think that, you know, even when you get beyond just looking at that, right, um, what, you know, to answer your question, about 70% of distributors had Q4 sales that were over okay. the Q4 sales in 21, which is the number, biggest number we've ever actually seen. Yeah, it's a quarterly now, record, right? That's a quarterly record. Now, we've been like within spitting distance of that here or there, but it seems like to me like almost everything changed post, you know, when we went into COVID because mm-hmm. we had been hovering 30, 40, 45, 50%, maybe, right? And yeah. then it started to go like a roller coaster up and down. Um you know, I don't know what the what the future holds, but that that was a very very high number. What's really interesting to me is this, and this is, um, you know, business world. The business world and everything is very much about perception, right? Mm-hmm. And so many distributors throughout the course of the year 
stated that they, it's sort of like we were like, you know, as some of our colleagues who are very, very literary minded, much more so than me, you know, <laughs> waiting, you're waiting for Godot, right? You're waiting for this recession to happen. You're waiting yeah. for the slowdown in sales. And so much so that at the beginning of the quarters, they might be expecting something to happen. They might be expecting this. And then it doesn't, right? So with for Q4, just specifically, 52% of distributors said it, it said their sales exceeded their expectations Okay. at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the quarter, rather. And that was sort of the similar pattern that we had throughout the entirety of the year. Every quarter. I can't, be I can't believe I sold as much as I did. Right. Every yeah. every quarter, people were wait, waiting for it to happen, waiting for it to happen, waiting for, ha for it to happen. And it didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's kind of, this is a really strange, I was talking to my wife about this. It's a strange business environment now. You know, when, when you see, you hear about layoffs at this company and, you know, just the other, you know, the other day, you have layoffs within the tech sector, layoffs mm -hmm. within some other, you know, major sectors. And yet unemployment's at an all-time low, business spending's at, at a high, interest rates are rising. There's a lot of things here that throughout my entire career. It's so life, weird. It defies so many of like what traditional economics indicators might might look to for problem versus strength. And like to your to your point, I don't want to go too far afield, but I think the technology layoffs get get so much press and so many headlines because they're such high profile companies and because it's in a it's in a sector that's always considered so robust given how things are nowadays. Um, but it's it, it, overall it's it's a relatively small drop in the bucket we're on a macro level for employment you know it, it isn't it's just it's just so staggering you always think high interest rates mm -hmm. impact this and that's going to pull back and then inflation's going to cause this it's, it's not happening i, I don't at know least, at least not yet thank goodness so at least yeah. not yet but it's like sort of like we've been waiting for this to happen now for right. well north of a year and you know so what the future holds that's it it's a big big question here because Everything that I remember from, you know, all the economics courses I took back in college, mm -hmm. this is this is not what they told me. Right. Right. Well, the experts are befuddled because, uh, you know, if you see some of the predictions on things like uh, GDP and uh, employment numbers, they've been wrong, you know, well <laughs> wrong lately. So any, anyway, we'll move along. Though. We'll, still, we'll try it. We'll narrow it back to, per, to promo a bit here. And, um, uh, you know, something everybody always wants to know is what, what, what are the hottest markets to sell into? What 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 end buyers are, are buying? Um, so for kind of Q4 in 2022, were there certain markets that, that stood out uh, above the rest? Yeah, I mean, I think it's our industry's not this is this is one of these areas where our industry is not overly complicated. Right. OK. Um, the biggest industries tend to be the biggest industries quarter in and quarter out. And that held true. Mm -hmm. um, education, healthcare, construction, nonprofits, you know, fundraising, things like that. They tend to be the biggest uh, sectors. Mm -hmm. um, for every quarter and, and they, they 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 that kind of held firm um in q4 um you know there, there's there is some level of uh like a cyclical nature to it right but it even the, even when that happens the biggest industries still tend to be, be the biggest ones and where that's important to realize that if you if you have a niche industry now let's say you have a consumer products big large consumer products business you're kind of in 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 a bit of the minority there right mm -hmm. so you have an opportunity to expand your business by going into other ones where there's a there's more spending so you can hold on to that um and and then grow your business that's kind of the way i always look at that like yeah you always want to be in education you always want to be in healthcare you always want to be in like nonprofits and mm -hmm. associations and banks but if you can get into some of these more niche industries and like get a foothold the, i think that also the uh growth potential is pretty strong. Yeah. Great point too. And, I, and I'll just add on manufacturing. I was 
happy to see it in the um in the top in the top five for uh, q4 in particular because i i do think that even if you have some 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 short-term softness we've talked about this before some short-term yeah, sure. softness in manufacturing if we do get the the prophesized recession um and scale backs in employment i think long-term manufacturing is, is going to be on the rise for our industry given the investments that um the gov federal government and and large companies are looking to make in in onshoring and nearshoring so definitely one to watch as yeah. as as we go forward um okay so good good takeaways there are uh, i'd say if nothing else if you're if you're in a niche try to dig deeper into it right yeah. okay and and make sure you're in some of those top line industries that always do well for us healthcare edu education nonprofit, etc so good stuff there um counselor confidence index i i, I love this metric it basically it, it it measures sentiment which to me is very interesting it's 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 asking distributors basically how do you feel about the financial health of your business and kind of you know how optimistic are you about things going forward and um the index hit a pandemic era high i believe the reading was 109 that's yep. above the baseline of 100 um and as i say highest it's been during the pandemic um uh, we can hazard a guess given the good sales as to what drove that but but maybe put it into words for us what 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 did drive that and do you kind of see that confidence continuing i mean yeah i do i, I mean it, it's interesting. Sales went up all throughout the, every quarter throughout 2022. Yet the, the confidence index did drop um, back in Q2 at the end of Q2. Mm -hmm. And the reason it dropped is because I think that there were all of these storm clouds on the horizon, right? Okay. This, this was a fairly boring metric, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you from the time I joined ASI back in 2014 okay. to about Q4 of 2021. Yeah. Um, it was very stable. It was, it was like, it was stable. It was high. It was like, yeah. you know, it was, it was reasonably high. But it was pretty boring. I mean, it's yeah. just what it, it was. It didn't go too much up. I think. I think in 2018, it might it might have hit a record. But again, it was it wasn't like it had to go far to get there. It was it was a re people already feeling good. Right. But then then in Q1 20, 20, uh, 2020, it got really interesting. And yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was it was kind of, it was it was. I mean, from a research point of view, mm -hmm. uh, you know, quite interesting to look at. Maybe not other ways. But it, it did rebound and it did drop in Q2. And the reason it dropped was because you had issues. That's when everything I think was kind of hitting a peak, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you did so much reporting on this about the supply chain, about price increases, about just general worries in the market. They didn't come to pass or they did pass, right? Right. They didn't, they didn't get to that level of extreme nature. The recession didn't hit. The interest rates that were rising at record points, you know, 50, you know, 50 basis points, three yeah. quarters of a basis point. They did not have that impact. So then you start to see this rebound again to the point now where, um, you know, if you, a high, like a, the highest we ever hit was 117. Mm -hmm. for this. And this is based on, you know, we, we this is based on the way back in the days of 2000. Um, so the highest we ever got was 117. The lowest we got was 54. That was 54. going, obviously, yeah. Q2 2020. So yeah. Again, like sales have rebounded, so is that. That's rebounded very, very sharply. So no, I think that the overall perception within the industry is looking up. Look, our industry is optimistic, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. We are filled with a bunch of very optimistic entrepreneurial mindsets. Yes. Um, that took a that 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 was and in 2020. That was the first time I ever saw that actually decline and take a hit. I think now that we are actually back where we see um, that that positive mindset back in place. Yeah, and to and to your point, um, you made it. The, the low point was a reading of fifty four, and we're back up to one hundred nine. So we've literally doubled up from the from the low point of the recession. Yeah. All 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 good stuff. Um, now let's talk a little bit about um, where things might be going. Um, 
you know, we had a confident, confident close to the year. What sense do you get from distributors about how industry sales will go in um, in 2023 and about, you know, just how they're how they're feeling in Q1 right right now? Is there any kind of I know there's maybe not macro data yet, but just kind of anecdotal sense of where things stand. Yeah. So, I mean, we already had two trade shows this year. And unfortunately, you know, one of the things I'm fortunate enough to do in my role is to go to the trade shows and talk to our members, mm-hmm. whether they're in focus groups or whether they're just on the show floor when I see them. Um, and overall, it's it's enthusiastic. You know, I'm not I'm not a rah-rah type person here, but the people that I spoke to, they're busy. It's mm-hmm. and they're almost too busy. And that that's an that's an interesting dilemma here because the you know, when you all of a sudden hear, you know, the federal government come out and say that we are at the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds great. Cool, right? Great. In, in theory, it is. But when you can't find people to work at your company, if you need to hire, and it's, you know, and that's a big constraint to growth here mm-hmm. in our industry. You know, the average sale in our industry is a little bit over a thousand bucks. And if, you have, if you're big, you may have two, three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of those sales and a lot of effort to get to that $1 million, $2 million, $3 million business. You need you need manpower, and that's a challenge. And it's also a challenge within uh, for the suppliers as well, mm-hmm. just for them to get people in there to, 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 to create the products, to decorate products, to be the customer uh, representatives, right, mm-hmm. to, if you have to call them. It, that, that, I think, right now, especially with unemployment where it is, mm-hmm. is a is a challenge for this industry. You know, it's the industry is going to, going to likely continue to grow Okay. Um, barring something happening. And, you know, that's a, it's a great thing to say because something can always happen. Right. <laughs> As we learned in 2020, for yeah. sure. So you never quite know what's quite next on the horizon. But I, I, I there's certainly some challenges here, but and the challenges are maybe unforeseen ones, but the foreseen ones, so to speak, are the are, are labor labor challenges. Labor challenges, okay, and 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 of course, some of the as we alluded to earlier, some of the the, the macroeconomic concerns that have that have not yet come to pass, um, but but that you know, there's a lot of uh, doomsday saying on it, but again, that is that has not become reality. And I'll, I'll share with you just in reporting out, um, did an article on these, uh, uh, you know, based off of your research and everything, and talked with a bunch of folks in the industry, and um, it was an interesting phenomenon that cropped up. I said, how, I said to them, how, how do you think your distributorship is going to do this year? And to a person, they said, we're going to do, we're going to do great. Like, you know, predicting 25% up, 40% up, double set, you know, like, like really aggressive, like, like, like not, and not just predicting it, but like, Hey, we have a plan to get there. And this is how we actually see how we're going to get there. And then I would say, well, how do you think the industry is going to do? And, and not all, but some would say, oh, well, uh, we, we might, it might be a flat year, maybe a slight decrease. And, and it was interesting to me because I think they're seeing some of these same headlines that 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 we're seeing, right? Sure. Like about like, oh, the macroeconomics. So everybody's feeling that little bit of a, a hint of caution because they feel like they have to. But then when you ask them about their particular situation, you know, they're like, we're going to do great. And it's funny, if you multiply that out with just, just those distributors focused on their business, you have like an industry-wide sense of like, of, hey, things are going to be good because I think my business is going to do good. Well, I think mine's going to do good too. So it's, it's, it was just an interesting phenomenon to, to, to report on and note. And the, I guess the big takeaway is that there's, there is backing up what you said, a, a lot of positivity out there, despite the fact that we keep hearing about, you know, larger economic headwinds. I, I, listen, I mean, that, that that's, I, I, <laughs> I've seen the same types of things in my research. Every once in a while, I'll throw in a fun question that asks, mm-hmm. how do you think the industry is going to do relative to you? Uh, your business and 
to a person very you no know, nobody nobody says well i think the industry is going to do better than i'm going to do right, <laughs> right. so, so to be clear because i know exactly what you're referring to we don't we don't use that for anything that's sometimes one of the uh fringe benefits of being the research you get to add in things for your own uh, own uh i got it for your own amusement <laughs> All right. Um, last one here. Uh, thank you so much, Nate, for um, for jumping on and chatting with me. Um, just what will be some of the big business trends that we see in promo this year? And not necessarily right or wrong answers. Just just what what do you kind of see playing out as some of those larger business trends for our industry? I mean, I think the trends are going to be. I don't think prices are going to come down. <laughs> like, okay. I agree with you there for sure. I, yeah. I wish they would, but I don't. I don't think prices are coming down. Elevated um, fuel and labor costs alone, even if you know some of the supply chain costs go down, are, are going to keep pricing where it is. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't even touch on labor costs, but labor costs are. I mean, they, we talked mm -hmm. about the chances of finding people to work. Man, labor costs are going up sharply. Right. Um, that's going to be a trend. I think there's, you know, it, this is a this is a year where I think end buyers are go, are are sort of waiting to mm -hmm. see if they should pull back, but they're not doing it yet because. Right everybody's kind of still in this holding pattern like something's gonna break right mm -hmm. something's going to happen you know and last year i remember at the beginning of the year and you know we're not going back more than 12 months here mm -hmm. it was omicron that was the issue right oh yeah and and then it was, it was like a war, decade ago <laughs> that was the war in ukraine starting that was the issue um then it was inflation that was the issue then it was supply chain that was the issue then it was port closures that was the issue port congestion what what what's going on here i mean that's really what it is so i would say and you know this is this is not always the best business strategy here mm. i would say don't worry about what hasn't happened yet mm. it's interesting because if you worried about what hasn't happened yet for the last two years mm -hmm. you've been stuck in a holding pattern here i would say live like live live you know, live for now okay. keep, business is good keep plowing ahead Car carpe diem promo carpe diem right i mean i almost seem like that is though because if you can you can get really heavily caught up in life and in business into what ifs. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, you know, and news reports negatives. That's how they make their, that's how, mm -hmm. how they make their money. That, that, that shit happens a lot faster than good stuff, right? Like, right, that's right, right. And everybody's waiting for this bad stuff. Happen. What if it doesn't actually happen? Mm -hmm. Right. If you, if it does, you're going to be in the same boat as everybody else. Right. So just, I would say, focus on your core businesses. Focus on expanding into some other niche categories that you can get into. Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to go with the market trends and to, again, if you have to raise prices, not saying like gouge people, right? But if you have to, don't be afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, realize that business is is really strongly out there still to be had. Yeah. All right. And, 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 and as you do that as a distributor going forward, um, you know, we've had we've done quite a bit of reporting lately about um, the uh, you know the back end of things suppliers and supply chain and what we are hearing from suppliers is very actually very encouraging and we're you know we're not paid to say this here this is this is a genuine the genuine thing we're reporting um they say inventory levels are just vastly stronger at the start mm -hmm. of 2023 than they were heading into 2022 they say that while labor can still is is certainly yes it, it's something to contend with Many report that they're in much stronger positions um, with their labor force and that they've also implemented new new processes um, through things like automation and, and other process improvements that they feel are really going to help improve service levels this year. Um, and those are two encouraging things to go forward with, because it, to your point that you made earlier, 
we dealt with supply chain and inventory issues through the whole of 2022 and still had a great year. So if some of those impediments are removed, it, it has potential to be even, even better. Um, so um, I, I would go forward into 2022, you know, as you say, aware that there's larger issues potentially at play, but, but focusing less on them and more on how to, where, what are the strengths of my business? Um, where can I get stronger? What, what opportunities do I see to improve no matter what's going on with the larger economy? And I think if you do that, you know, and multiply that out over an industry, the industry collectively will continue to do better. Here, here. Yeah. All right, Nate, thank you so much for joining me today. We hope everybody listening enjoyed that, got some insights on industry performance and where it's headed. Nate Kuzma, Executive Director of Research ASI, thank you so much, my friend. Chris, thank you. See you soon, sir.